Hey guys, it's Matt here. What's going on? Uh, just wanted to tell like, kind of a, a quick story uh, that just popped into my head. So I'm just like on this project, I'm just like doing them as they pop into my head. Because then you forget, you might forget the next day with everything that's going on in the world and what's going on in people's brains, you know. So, so at any rate, this has to do with, okay, I went to Rosecrans in Rockford for rehab from the streets of San Diego. And, okay, I want to talk about the sober houses I lived in. And I got kicked out of both. It was crazy. So, like, I, I still remember the day, like, I got out of rehab, like, 30, it was 30-some days. And I remember posting on Facebook, like, 30 like 30 days sober or something like that. <laughs> and like, I got a ton of likes, of course, because I hadn't been on Facebook or any social media for 30 some days, which is, I recommend, it's good. We're, too, we're all too obsessed with this shit. It's really bad. So, but, so anyways, I go to, I go to this one uh, sober house in... Uh, Oh my god, what area of Chicago is that? Holy crap. Bucktown, I'm sorry. I was just blanking, I'm sorry. Uh, Bucktown. So I, I go to this one sober house in Bucktown, and it's a really nice house. And most of the most of the other people in the house are really nice. There's just one like leader, counselor, head guy, whatever he is. And he was kind of an asshole. Like, I had my pills... In this like lockbox because you had to have your pills locked up, just as a security thing, and like they don't trust you if you're an addict person and all that shit. <laughs> I'm not really that, but uh, so anyways, so that guy he'd like give me a hard time when I couldn't open the con. I don't know. I got a shitty combination lock on mine, and like I, there were some days I'd get it open, but it would take me like like five minutes, and he'd be like, "You're taking too long to get your medication." And I'd be like, "Dude, this lock doesn't open." Like, and he like he like told me that was attitude and all this shit, and I was just like trying to communicate with him. So, yeah. So, anyways. That place was okay, like, outside of, like, the AA meetings and this and this, the groups. Outside of that, I would really just, like, listen to music on my phone and, at the time, chain smoke, like, menthol cigarettes because it was, like, the one treat I could have. <laughs> so there was a cool roof that, that this place had. That was cool. I remember that. Uh, but so, yeah, so, anyways, the day I got kicked out, I, like... I was, like, doing my chore, like, when you're in a sober house, like, you have to do chores and shit to show, like, you can gain responsibility and shit back and all this stuff. <sighs> and so, like, I was doing my chore. Mine was to clean the downstairs bathroom. So I had showered in it. Like, what I did, what my plan was I was going to, like, get ready and dirty it one last time and then, like, clean it, you know, for everybody else downstairs. So I was cleaning and everything was going fine. And all of a sudden, one of the guys knocks on the door in like a really negative, hardcore attitude. And he's like, hurry up. He's like, you're taking too long with your chore or something like that. 
And honestly, like usually, like I've had like tons of jobs, a lot of retail, you guys. So I've had customers in my face and this and that. And usually I don't even flinch. Usually I don't say anything back. You know, usually I'm just really calm and chill and I'll just go get a manager or whatever to deal with it. But this time, I don't know if it was because I was a certain amount of time sober or whatever. And I just wasn't like myself or whatever. But I like went off and I was like, you don't know who I am. I was screaming through the door that I, while I was cleaning the bathroom. I'm like, you don't know who I am or what I've done or what I've been through. I said something nuts like that. And then, and then that the, the kind of asshole guy like got pissed, and he's like, "You're out of here, dude." He's like, "We're calling your parents," and I was like, "Holy shit!" And then I got thrown out, <laughs> and it was just like crazy, like it was crazy. So then I, 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 I'm pretty sure I went back to Elmhurst for a little bit, not long though, because they wanted to find another one for me super bad because the program said from Rosecrans and Rockford said that uh, they they would, you know, help me find another one. It was just not the right fit. And they understand. Well, here's the thing. It's a business, you guys. Like, getting sober is a business, too, just like everything else. So sober houses are a business. So if if you follow the rules, you can stay. If you don't, you're out, you know. So it's just like, it's just like anything else. It's like a job or anything else. It's just like, it's, it's, it's any, it's just like any type of conforming in society, basically. You know, that's what it is. So anyways, I'm not, I'm home for like, I think only a couple days, you guys. I'm not even kidding. Maybe three, four at the most. And then we find this other one in Uptown. Now, Uptown is a whacked area of Chicago. Like, it doesn't even, first off, it doesn't even feel like Chicago on that part of, part of Chicago, like, if that makes any sense. It's whacked, like, it's cool, like, th- there were, there were cool shops and, and eateries and stuff in, uh, in Uptown. I, I never lived in Uptown, I don't know why I would, you know, I'm, I'm from the suburb, western suburbs, so... Of Chicago, so I don't know why I ever live in Uptown, but I got to. I got to live in Uptown at another sober house, and this one was going better. And I, I, at the time, I was going to Marijuana Anonymous. Even I was going to AA, and I was going to Marijuana Anonymous also. And I even got my thirty-day chip for Marijuana Anonymous, and it was hilarious because there were only like two other people in the Marijuana Anonymous group because. I think most people didn't take it, like, versus AA and nar- NA, like, Narcotics Anonymous and alcohol anon- Alcoholics Anonymous. I-, I don't think they took Marijuana Anonymous, se- like, seriously, because there was only, like, three of us every week. It was it was a, a cool meeting, but uh, we, like, read all this stuff about weed. Like, it was crazy. I don't know. It was crazy. But there's, there was like four, like the leader guy and then three of us, one lady and two guys. And this one black lady and me and this other white guy. And that was it. That was the, that was the whole Marijuana Anonymous meeting. So it was interesting going to that, if anything. But it just didn't feel like they took it as serious as AA and NA. So it was just like weird. Like, I don't know. So anyways, 
this place was going okay for a while. And honestly, I, I kind of liked Uptown. Like, I kind of liked where, where I was living. And I was close to the lake, which was cool, too. And uh, I liked the people at the sober house for the most part. I met, I met some other people, like, with ADD or crazy impulsivity and do crazy shit without thinking about the consequence. I, you know, I met other people like me, so it was cool in that sense. But then, like... I don't know what, what happened, to be honest, you guys, is like I wore the same outfit like two or three days in a row. And all of a sudden they like pulled me into the office and they were like, like the office at the the sober house. And they were like, you're going to be gone going for a, a mental evaluation. And I'm like, what? They're like, you're not changing your clothes and you're not doing this. And I'm like, dude, I'll do all that. Like, I'm kind of happy here. Like. I'll do that. And also, you guys, I was I started writing drifter diaries then at the sober house. And there were nights when I'd stay up kind of late. Like, you didn't have to go to bed early. But you, you had to stay in the house. Also, one time I went to Taste of Lombard. Because you were allowed to go out, but there was a curfew that you had to come back by. One time I, I went to the Taste of Lombard out in Lombard, out in the suburbs. And I got back, like, I don't know, like, five minutes after curfew. And so usually the door's locked if, if, because these places are that strict. Like, if you don't get back by curfew, they'll make you walk the streets all night. Like, they don't give a fuck. And then they'll kick you out the next day and be like, you're not serious about this, blah, blah. That's how they are. They're real serious about that shit. So, so that was one other thing. Oh, no, anyways, so I was going to finish that story. Sorry. So, uh, so I got back like five minutes late, but somehow like the door was open or I like jarred the door open. I don't know what I did, but I got the door open and I went downstairs and went in my bed and they found me the next morning and they're like, how'd you get in? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm like, to be honest, I'm going to be honest. I was like five minutes late and I hurried as fast as I could to get back here. And, uh. I just jarred the door or something and it opened and I just came downstairs and slept. And they were like, okay, you can stay. Like at that point they said I could stay. But then when, when, like, I don't know, a couple weeks later or whatever, I like accidentally like wore the same outfit like two or three days in a row and didn't change clothes or something. And so they set, they set up a met or mental evaluation for me out in Hoffman Estates so I go out there and, and I, I start talking to like the, all the, like some nurses and like other like counselor people and this and this. And basically like I start going off and I'm like, I can't stand AA anymore. Like I can't stand this. I can't stand sober houses anymore because at this point I'd had enough. Like for a while I was kind of having fun with it, and then like at this point I just had enough. Like I just I I wanted to do anything to go back to my parents' house, you know, and like try to start over. Like and yeah, so like the the hospital like contacted the sober house and they're like, this guy's done with you guys and. <laughs> so I ended up going back to my parents and I remember posting a Facebook status saying something like I went from Bucktown 
to Uptown, to Elmhurst, like three different living situations in, in that time frame. And it was just like crazy. It was just, I, I don't know, the whole experience of like, like being around a bunch of other addict and alcoholic people, same thing, type of people all day long is so intense. And then you got to go to the AA meetings that are like held in the house and they want you to talk. And I'm not, I'm, I, have, I have no problem doing that. But I mean, there was one time I was feeling so frustrated. I was just like, I was like, I don't want to drink. I just don't want to go to these meetings anymore. And I said that like at the, and you could say whatever you wanted. No one was offended by anything or anything. So like you could say whatever you wanted, but like, yeah. So like I, I said something like, I never want to go to an AA meeting again. I don't want to drink or anything ever again, but I don't want to go to an AA meeting ever again, you know? And they like respected what I had to say at that point, but then they kicked me out for not changing clothes or some shit. And they just thought I was too mentally ill for the house or so. I don't know. I guess it was insane, but I've given you guys a pretty good amount of information here. So I think you'll appreciate this one, but it's just life experiences, man. Like some good, some bad, whatever, you know, but like every day is crazy in my life. Like today I lost my wallet and then the Villa Park police called and someone had turned it in and no one took any of my money or my all my cards were still there. So in like in one day I went from like down and out to like back to okay. So my point is you never know what's going to happen. You never know what you can overcome. You never know what's going to defeat you. But you have to just keep going in life. I don't know what else to say, you guys. Anyways, this is a long one, but it's worth it. Anyways, have a great night. Crazy life stories. This is so much fun, you guys. Just It's therapy for me because I've been through 800 million things. Not that other people haven't. They have. But uh, once again, it would be cool to hear your stories on here. Because, like, you know... <laughs> It's it's cool to hear like when when somebody says they want to work or they want to give one to me. I, I mean, first off, it's really generous. But I'm just saying this last thing. But first off, it's really generous of them to share their life with me. But uh, it's just also so exciting to like get the email and post it and listen to it and all that stuff. It's just exciting. So at any rate, you guys, I said that like five times. At any rate, uh-huh. you guys have a good night. And uh, take it easy on each other. And I'll try to, too. Sorry when I get negative on Facebook, but I'm crazy. I don't know. Anyways, have a good one, guys. Peace.